Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Hi Katie, thank you so much for joining me for my chai session. I've got my cup of tea already. And um, yeah, just saying there that we were doing a quick check behind us to make sure there was no <laughs> random laundry. Um, so just for people who don't know you, Katie, you teach our forest-inspired yoga class on a Saturday morning. And I was trying to remember how long you've been teaching um, with us now and I couldn't. So maybe you can remember, maybe it's so long that we don't really want to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was 2016 that I started because that's when I moved back to Glasgow, um, having lived yeah. in Dundee for quite a long time. So yeah, quite a five mm. now. Yeah, yeah, a really long time. And, and so I thought we'd chat today, you know, obviously because the circumstances we find ourselves in that, that Glasgow is finally... Um, everything crossed, being able to very gradually lift some of the, the restrictions that we found ourselves under, even as the rest of the country um, moved into level two. And it's really been making me think about um, transition and how our yoga practice can support and help us as we we kind of go through any transition really, but and particularly I'm, I'm thinking about this one. And, and as we start to kind of move back out into the world again I am kind of concerned that I might have forgotten how to behave in company um, and, and start to reconnect with people and places and activities maybe that we, we've, we've kind of lost a connection with over the past um, year or so and I know from your background you've done a lot of work not only with yoga training and somatic training but um, in the realm of, of self-care as well and I thought it would be really um, useful to get your thoughts and um, maybe how you're managing um, this transition. Yeah, thanks, Judy, and thanks for for inviting me along. I've really enjoyed all the chai conversations so far, so it's great. Yeah, um, it's yeah. been good. I've been missing just a wee blather. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to just have a chat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a really good question. I think, my goodness, it has been a long slog here in Glasgow, hasn't it? And um, certainly a relief to to feel that things are starting to open up yeah um, for sure and I think like transitions it's it's been such a, a big thing for me over the past few years because also having a baby three years ago or almost three years ago and wow wow feel I know wow, wow. <laughs> could that be three years so feeling like there's been a sort of constant transition um and I'm not going to lie I'm not you know, I've at times found it really, really tough as well. <laughs> found it tough to find yeah, and, my way to the practice and to keep going with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have to say, um, 
I'm kind of finding this bit of the thought of transitioning, I'm going to say back, it's not a return, but transitioning forward again, coming out of these restrictions. Yeah. I'm almost finding that harder to contemplate than entering the restrictions way back. In. Yeah. And I think, I imagine, I hope a lot of people feel the same. It's not just it's not just me that, that while there's a kind of relief and an anticipation, there's there's definitely a kind of um, hesitancy about it. Yeah, as yeah, well. Definitely, I certainly feel like that. So I'm sure we're not alone <laughs> in feeling like that. Um, and I guess the the thing for me about the practice, even though there has been times through these transitions that I've gone through, is when I do find my way back if I've got a little bit lost with it in terms of the physical practice it's like a it's like a refuge in amongst when everything else is changing when every like there's just moving parts all over the place then it can be a place where we can go to to kind of regather our energy you know if our energy is kind of all over the place trying to work things out might be feeling anxious about certain things it's kind of a way to regather regroup ground ourselves and to find the a bit more steadiness in amongst everything else that's going on I guess yeah yeah I know because um you know obviously some of the anxiety comes from just overthinking and anticipating and uh, what's what's the word catastrophizing <laughs> is, that what, is that what the the, yeah. the parlance is Definitely. um you know you just kind of get in your head a little bit so coming back to that physical that posture practice can really kind of help steady yeah. and, and and keep you grounded can't it can also frustrate the hell out of you yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> and I think that there's the thing of um you know it's an opportunity to go inwards so you know we are bombarded particularly at times like this with the media and social media and a lot of it can be quite scary and kind of feed into our fears and stuff but it's like it's an opportunity to just switch off from all of that you know like I'm, I'm doing that motion so it's like you know creating a boundary and and just going inwards and really checking in like how do I feel about all this what's really going on you know when I take away everything else you know and it's also you know I'm definitely guilty of this and as a, as a parent a young child you can just get so busy that you can just keep yourself going whether it's with work I'm sure you've got so much going on with trying to organize what will happen with the studio going back it's like you can just get so busy that you just miss out on that opportunity to just sort of stop and check in and think okay what's really going on for me and what do I need and I think the practice is just the opportunity to do that even if it is you know five minutes <laughs> that's yeah. all it takes I mean again there's a couple of common misperceptions isn't there the and one is that your practice has to be an hour or an hour and a half or however long like a, a class a, a regular class um would be and and then you get into that realm of it's just something else that you've got to shoehorn into your schedule something else to be checked off the list and then like another um, sort of maybe a common misperception is you know I love the way you talk about it. it's, it's a way of checking in because because I think a common misperception is that, that people come to the practice to check out, mm. to leave behind their, their troubles and their, their, their worries rather than sort of a, a more kind of active checking in. Mm. You know, they, they come in for an hour and an hour and a half. They feel better when they leave, but actually they only feel better for a little while because all of the stuff 
is yeah. still there. It's, yeah, it's going to still be waiting for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what you said about the, the practice not having to be a certain length of time is definitely what I found one of the hardest things was coming into parenthood with that. You know, my practice was a certain length. It looked a certain way and I, I didn't realise how attached I was to that. And so, wow, it's been such a process of having to let go of that because you don't have a choice and really asking yourself, well, what's this all about? You know, what is, why am I doing yoga? What, what does it mean to me? And I think when I let go of how I felt it had to look, even though I would never have said that if you'd said to me at the time, like, no, no, I'm not attached at all. I definitely was. <laughs> you know, so sort of that process of letting go and letting it uh, sort of fit in and enhance your life rather than it being this, it has to, has to be a certain way and for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And yeah, and I, and I think coming into this transition, you know, as, as we, things do start to open up, if we can really feel how can the practice support us genuinely, letting go of our expectations of it needs to be this length of time, it needs to be, it's like, what does it really need to be right now? Always knowing that, you know, if that's what you love, if you love practicing for that length of time, that will always come at some point. You can get back to that. Um, but not being too rigid about that because otherwise you miss the five minutes that you might have to just take a breath and recenter. Yeah, I think that's actually just hearing you speak there, it's kind of, it strikes me that there are some parallels there, even with lockdown, because, um, you know, a lot of people were maybe um, attached to, to thinking that they had to practice in class with a teacher, with other people. Yeah. And so that transition to either practicing on their own or practicing online has something that's been really challenging and, and even those of us who do quite a lot of practice on our own kind of almost been attached to to what that practice should look like mm. under different circumstances you know you, you think your practice can be the same under different circumstances and different stresses um and then realizing that maybe it can't yeah yeah and maybe it's you know maybe it shouldn't um yeah. Um, as well I think that that's quite it's quite interesting because it, it, it's like a pattern that comes up again and again isn't it that that we think it should be a certain way in a certain place with a certain teacher it's even like you know when you get your yoga class covered and it's a different teacher and people yeah. are like oh oh, oh. <laughs> this is different yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. so I thought maybe we could unpick self-care a little bit Katie, because um, I know you've got loads of experience and, and um, you do a lot of work in this area. And again, I think there are some misperceptions around what self-care is, that it's all bubble baths and <laughs> glasses of wine. Which is lovely. <laughs> Both of those, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, again, it's very much like the practice. Self-care is a practice. So um, I do really, I, I see it as a something that can really serve us in our day-to-day. -day. And so there's no specific length of time that you need to do it. There's, there's you know, what suits one person for self-care isn't gonna suit another, but it's um, making a deliberate commitment to yourself and, you know, prioritizing that. It's, you know, it comes back to the, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's so true, but you know, you can't, an empty lantern provides no light. You know, you can't 
um, fill the jug from an empty cup or whatever. (laughs) That that sort of thing. But it is so true. You know, if we have depleted ourselves to the point of just got nothing left to give, then, you know, how are we going to parent? How are we going to run a business? How are we going to just be with our family and friends? And again, I think it's something that during lockdown has been critical for so many people so many people in different circumstances um you know and i'm aware that i'm in a really privileged position where um there are other people who definitely aren't and it's been really tough but i do believe that whatever situation you're in just some small deliberate steps that you can take can really make a difference to yourself yeah it's almost like switching your focus back to yourself and and prioritizing that even just for a really short period of time it's actually one of the hardest things to do isn't it yeah and I think that's why self-care and boundary work (laughs) go hand in hand you can't have one without the other because in order to prioritize your self-care you have to be able to set and establish some boundaries for yourself so it's another area of work that I'm really passionate about at the moment and kind of build into the other um, sorts of work that I'm doing with people is about how can we set and establish boundaries and a a really big part of that is um, being very grounded in ourselves physically so the yoga practice or some sort of movement practice that's very mindful really helps with that because you have to be very in your center in order to give a clear yes and no um, so self-care and you know yoga practice are, the yoga practice can be the self-care but they also kind of help each other <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and again one of the hardest things to do is create boundaries and see yeah you know isn't it yeah I mean how have you found that because I know you you don't talk about these things without walking your talk so I know yeah. you're yeah I know I know you'll be working really hard at at these practices how are you finding it yeah well yeah just to emphasize that I came from I would say having a place of very very poor boundaries of just always yeah I'll do that I can take that on you know and even now you know again it is something that I have to be really uh, it's a practice and I'm often trying to think well I've, I've overstretched here or what I really meant was a I'm not sure or I'm, I know about that and I've done my sort of people pleasing thing <laughs> that tendency <laughs> that many of us can identify yeah. with yeah so again I think for me um and boundaries when you've got you know a young child or young children be really tricky to to manage and at the same time trying to model for them what good healthy boundaries are and knowing you know I'm at the stage you know with a toddler that's very demanding and very clear so helping her you know by setting good boundaries I help her and and saying that I know that I don't always get that right so um, yeah I think the way that I do it like I say for me it has to be a very kind of embodied what the practice of yoga has always done for me is to help me to really feel my own strength you know and to really I've always loved that about the practice that you know, no matter what your practice looks like, whether it is, you know, the slower yin, there's there's a strength that comes through it. 
and that connection with your core and yourself so for me when I'm thinking about setting boundaries oftentimes I have to just go back to the mat and just kind of feel like right okay here I am and then it is the you know sometimes it's just the practicing being able to say no <laughs> to things and sometimes it's the having to go back and say well actually and renegotiating um, and another part of the practice something that I do around boundaries is I, I practice it in advance and what I do in advance is I also think about how is that person going to respond because you know that if you set a boundary you're going to get pushback you know always and in some ways having a toddler helps because you always get pushback <laughs> <laughs> I can practice with her she said no and so yeah you have to you know you have to kind of you know work out how you're going to feel when that person pushes back and if you've done that in advance you can work out how you're going to kind of soothe that part of you that's going to feel like oh I've upset someone or and just by practicing all that in advance when it comes to the actual situation of okay now I need to be clear about what I what are my limits here or what is possible what's not possible then it feels like you come from a much more centered place so it takes a lot of work in the background. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. no, it's quite funny, isn't it, that, that just after your kind of physical posture practice, sometimes things are just a bit clearer in your mind. Yeah. Um, and like quite often that happens and I'm just like, why couldn't I have figured that out or felt that before? And, and I find as well that sometimes it can dissipate quite quickly. You know, like when I finish my practice, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to say. And I've had some ideas about how I'm going to say it. And like you're saying, I've kind of not quite rehearsed it, but anticipated what might come back and stuff. But then it kind of disappears into the ether yeah. a little bit when when your day and life and, and other responsibilities. Yeah. But it is pretty, I mean, it's like a, a magical thing. Yeah. I always have this sort of visual that we go about our day and, you know, we get demands in from certain, our energies just, get pulled out in different directions and the sort of visual that I always have when you come back to the mat it's like you're just drawing it all back in <laughs> and even in some ways like putting up a sort of energetic or physical boundary again so like you say you kind of come out off you're like oh, I'm clearer about that or yeah I mean another kind of way I quite like to think about it is that um you know maybe kind of on, on a slightly bigger picture it's like you're you're practice when things are good and you're not troubled it's almost like that's money in the bank for when times are troubled and you're struggling to get on your mat or you just you literally don't have the time the demands on you are such that that you don't have the time for that but you because you've invested in yourself and 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 your kind of health and well-being and and the care for yourself as well then it is it's it's there for you when you then need to withdraw yes a yeah, little bit that, yeah that's like yeah definitely and something your conversation that you had with Emma in the chai session and she mentioned about you know when you have a child and you know you, you have that fear you're going to lose the practice almost but when you have like you say when you have it in the bank when there is that sort of body memory of it it doesn't go away so yeah it's there yeah. you use it and you can draw on it yeah and I think it's well because again you know it, 
it makes me think that it's not just sort of parenthood it, it, that any change can yeah. can give us that impression that that we'll lose our practice and yeah. might not get it back so like there's all the physical stuff like parenthood or injury but again just coming back to to this kind of circumstances we find ourselves in um just yeah. now yeah. you know it, it's all change again isn't it yeah definitely and maybe people being concerned about coming back into a studio and or my practice changed or different and yeah I guess what I would say is probably everybody's has a little bit and that is the way it should be and <laughs> it's natural yeah so yeah we're all in the same boat with that yeah, yeah. so um, just to kind of wrap up Katie is there maybe a couple of really practical things that that maybe you do that um, would be helpful for um, anyone who's watching maybe just thinking about this transition or any other transition they're going through and and thinking about that kind of reconnecting um, aspect of of what's coming yeah definitely a great question I think just as you were saying that the first thing that came to mind is um, a kind of tool that um, I draw from somatic experiencing um, which I've been studying over the past few years and that is when you go into a new environment so you know if we are for the first time going out to a restaurant or coming into the studio it's just to take a moment when you get there and do what we call orienting so just you know take a look around the room and moving you know with the chin so that you're kind of engaging the brain stem because this is you know where the the nervous system would be connected and it helps our nervous system to just orient to the environment and to check out you know this feeling of are we safe or not because our our sort of internal uh, system is checking that out apparently four times every second whether wow. with, I know so much work going on behind the scenes that kind of blew my mind when I heard that um but if we sort of help it this system that's trying to figure out if we're safe and we look around and even at the same time, if you feel like you can sort of push your feet into the ground and just really get that sense of, yeah, I'm okay here. And you might notice at the same time, maybe your breathing slows down a little bit, your heartbeat might slow down. So if you have felt a bit anxious going in, and just give your body that time to settle. Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, it just is, is a really effective way of just transitioning, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's activity. just... Like giving yourself a moment to arrive yeah exactly. isn't it it's like we do at the start of a practice yeah which I might encourage yeah. you you can do that anywhere nobody needs to know what you're yeah. doing maybe get out the heads a little bit and, yeah. and just arrive yeah in the space where you are yeah fantastic Katie well listen thank you so much thank you taking this time out of your day I know cheers <laughs> thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.